Hey everyone, welcome to the Behind the Scenes Podcast. I'm Jeremy. And I'm Audrey. And on this podcast, we share the messy, honest, unfiltered, and not so curated parts of our life. Think of this podcast as a bunch of bloopers with some truth bombs sprinkled throughout. That's right. We're going to be taking you behind the scenes of our daily routines, our social media feeds, and what you may or may not have seen on TV. We're going to be talking relationships, family, faith, business, basically whatever we are learning about, fighting about, or laughing about lately. We're going to be sharing our daily life, our struggles, successes, and our roses and thorns from each week. And we don't want this podcast to just be about us. So we're also going to go behind the scenes with some of the people who inspire us the most. We hope this podcast feels like you're joining us for a campfire. Come hang out. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes Podcast. Today we're sitting down with some really good friends of ours, Dale and Veronica Partridge. I feel like we say really good friends a lot. They are really good friends. They are like, really good friends. Really good friends, though. Yeah. So we uh, we did home church. Well, actually, let me let me rewind the clock a little bit. If you read the book. If you read the book, there's a story. And it's in a creative type of love. I think that's chapter three, two or three. And... Audrey, we tell the story of Audrey wanting to give me a birthday gift, but she didn't want to do the typical, you know, item or thing. You know, she wanted to get me something unique and creative. And so she thought, hmm, I should try to give him a relationship. You didn't really think that, but like I should give him a meeting with someone. And so she uh, looked. I for- wanted to introduce him to someone because I wanted to give him an experience of like meeting experience. someone that he really looked up to so, and admired. At the time, well, still, but at the time, I was uh, I looked up to this guy named Dale and followed him online and all his entrepreneurial ventures and whatnot and respected him. And Audrey knew that, so she threw. Uh, we had a mutual friend who knew the Partridges, yep. and he connected us to the partridges. You know, and so Audrey set so up a meeting. Dale and I were messaging back and forth. And we basically, we actually lived in Los Angeles at the time and were driving to Bend to go hang out with my family for like one weekend well, no, that we I were thought, home. I thought we were going to go paragliding. And I told you we were going paragliding when we actually like went, but we actually were just going to meet Dale. Yeah. So we went to uh, the lot, I think it was. We had, in Bend. And we got beer and burgers. And and he shows up and Jer's, Jer's thinking like, oh my gosh, this is a random coincidence. Yeah, well, well I'm I, running I into up, Dale Partridge. I look up, I'm like, Dale Partridge? And he goes, hey, Jeremy, nice to meet you. And I look over Audrey. And he hands him a people over profit book signed and says, happy birthday. And you yell surprise. And then we talked until midnight at their house. Yeah, we talked and hung out with them the next day. Or no, we drove home that night. But then we continued talking with them. Long story short, we ended up moving to Bend three months later, yeah. which, four months which, later, which was the later, Lord. The Lord like led that. us to Bend, and then we we got connected into house church with them and a bunch of other families, and it's it was the most transformative, uh, most growth we've experienced most in the shortest amount of time. Growth we've ever had, yeah, it was fantastic, amazing. So we have Dale and Veronica on the podcast today and they're going to talk they've they've had a rough year and so they're going to be get real and tell us what um what has helped them really they're going to tell us how they survived yeah and it's something that's um i think can help in every single area of life and Mm -hmm. it's part of what it actually means to follow 
Christ. So if you're going through a really hard trial right now or a really hard suffering trial, sickness, illness, miscarriage, disease, kids, whatever, like this episode is definitely for you because they- Even more so. Yes. It's for, it's to prepare for that. Yep. Yep. So let's dive into it. Our conversation with Dale and Veronica Partridge. All right, Dale and Veronica Partridge, friends, so good to have you on the podcast. Hey, hey. thanks for having us. Yeah, excited to be here. Stoked to be here. Of course. Um, hey, we got to see you guys not too long ago. I know. Just, a, a, just like last weekend, right? Yeah, just yeah. Yeah, time out to... We, they, we did a surprise trip. She didn't even know that she was coming to Portland until like a few morning. hours before. I'm like, hey, <laughs> yeah. we're going to Jeremy and Audrey's party. She that's was so good. I was totally finally, and finally, in a good way. He took you up here, <laughs> yeah. and that's super intentional. I know it's like we've tried to do this for so many years, and then and then you guys finally pull it off in a very tough season of life. Yeah, with three kids. Seriously, yeah, we, we um, needed it. Good we move. Needed it. We yeah, needed it. even that short twenty four hours away was like so. It was like a breath of fresh air. It was so life giving to me. I felt like I could come back, and I was re energized yeah. and ready to take on. Motherhood, Mom wifehood, hood. yeah, all of those things. So, yeah. so good. It was very much needed, and it was so good to see you guys. That's a good move. That's yeah. a good move. Yeah. So, for context, we had our book launch, or not our launch, our book kind of. It was supposed to be our book launch, but we are gone. Yeah, we moved it to be launched. just like a book celebration party after our book tour, and Dale and Veronica drove up from Bend. So, um, with that being said, you guys, uh, we kind of run in the same circles online. But for those that don't know you, uh, tell us who you are, where you live what you do. Yeah. Uh, Dale and Veronica Partridge, we, um, I guess we run a ministry uh, called relearnchurch.org. You know, <laughs> question for Dale is what yes. doesn't he What do? don't I do? Yeah, is a better question. Um, yeah, seriously. The, the uh, I, you know, I talk about faith and family on the internet um, and just over the last couple of years, really been shifting that conversation to uh, planting and establishing and discussing biblical church, what that looks like, house church planting. We do that as a ministry uh, along with some marriage ministry stuff on the side. And um, we live in Bend, Oregon, uh, been here for five years, been married for, we're in our 10th year of marriage right now. Mm-hmm. And nice. we got three little kids and um, yeah, just really enjoying the um, season of life, even though it's been very difficult um, but yeah, that, that's, I'm an entrepreneur by trade in terms of just, that's my, my background yeah. has been entrepreneurship. That's how you and I met Jeremy is through my book, people over profit. Yeah. And just for the past five years really shifted into pastoral ministry. I guess another thing that we do is that we, we do have a house church with about 12 families and a couple singles that meet at our home. And I do pastor that church. Mm-hmm. Um, I also study, um, biblical theology at Western Seminary. So there's a bunch of other things that are going on just to kind of give you a well-rounded picture of where we're yeah. at. Yeah, I love it. Cool. And we've we've got a, I mean, we met you guys, what, five years ago? Yeah. About, we actually, yeah. So we, we actually tell it's that so story in the book. so crazy to me. It doesn't feel like it's been that long, but uh-huh. yeah, I guess I has. know. Yeah. Because we saw, we met you guys way before, like still in the startup camp days and- well, just, Yeah, like kind of like you know, just after. I guess a little bit after Sevenly and all that, but I mean, yeah. we only had Aria when we met you. Yep. you guys, yeah, you guys, yeah. you guys were, were like working part time and full time jobs. That's right. Totally, yeah. dude. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was. LA. Like, that feels Seriously. like forever ago. That was before we we were still doing the show and everything. Yeah. Um, 
cool. So just just for context for people that are listening that have read the book, we tell the story in the book about how I friend of a friend Creatively reached out loved me basically like set up jeremy and dale to meet um so audrey wanted to give because me because i know jeremy really looked up to dale and instead of getting me a thing she decided to get me a friendship and she knew i was following dale looked up to dale on the internet and five years scheduled later scheduled a meeting and then that's when we met <laughs> five, so, years later, and five years really later five years later we're best friends uh mentor your mentor of mine and all the stuff so it's fun i, I was i always tell people that you and i have a bromance we're we're very yeah. much in just this. Like when when you guys left Bend, I was like legitimately sad. Like he was oh. like seriously oh. depressed for Jeremy. Yeah. It's okay. So are we? For a couple well, months. Yeah. yeah, I I still am. Um, well, that's a different conversation. So, like, <laughs> so back to you guys, though. Um, babe, you want to ask them about their love story? Yeah. So um, we always like to ask people what, how you guys met. Tell us how you guys met. And just the quick version of your love story, catching us up to now. So how you met, you yeah, know, just how a, long it a took you to get so. married and then catch us up to 10 years in. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I can answer that question. Well, I guess I can start off and then you can finish, babe. Um, well, I technically met Dale when I was 14. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, you were 19 <laughs> or something like that. 15 and 19 Whoa, around five there. Years. Um and I'm 29 now. You're 34 now. Um, and I met him through my sister, who Dale was dating at the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so oh, yeah, I forgot that's about that. <laughs> Dale dated my sister, um, and I was just, you know, the annoying little tag along sister. Um, you guys broke up after like five months or something like that. I've always hung out with people older than me, um, and I went to school in the same city Dale grew up in and went to school in. So had a lot of mutual friends. We didn't see Uh, each other for like five years. Yeah, we didn't see each other for five years, um, but knew a lot of the same people. Five years later, ran into each other. The first words out of Dale's mouth were, Veronica, you're old and hot now. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I hadn't heard that. Uh, That's really awkward, but thanks. Um, (laughs) That's endearing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We were both (laughs) dating other people at that time. Um, I thought it was really interesting that I ran into him that day though because I was just talking about Dale a few days before with a guy that I was dating and telling him how I miss rock climbing and I used to go rock climbing with Dale and my sister all the time when they were dating and I I told that to you when we ran into yeah. each other that, that day and Dale's response was that's, was, that's crazy um, because I'm here with the staff of my rock climbing gym that I just opened yeah, and well, so funny. Like, yeah you, you guys should come rock climbing I was like, okay, yeah. yeah. So we started rock climbing, got memberships. Eventually, the guy I was dating and I broke up, and I still kept going to the climbing gym. Eventually, he and the girl that he was dating broke up. Um, I was always there to spot her at the rock climbing gym. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah. So th- at that point, we were. Yeah. Uh, I asked her to start a Bible study at the rock climbing gym with me. And you know, I'm just being you know totally covert, <laughs> trying to get her. Uh, to you guys date were both me. believers. It, yeah. And we uh, had this conversation. It was really, really good. But I, I actually ended up telling her, I asked her on dates and dates and dates. She said, no, 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 it'd be too weird. You did my <laughs> sister. And then mm. I actually just told her, I was like, I'm going to, I just told her that I was going to marry her before she even went on a date with me. Oh, and wow. it, it was a total like 
looking back retrospectively is a totally cocky move um but it, it could have been prophetic right yeah um and so <laughs> uh we, we i finally got her to go on a date with me we went on a date we uh we had a good time i took her ice skating classic and classic. Um, it's funny like so I, I just posted maybe a year ago that we went ice skating again and i was like we haven't ice skated for 10 years since <laughs> since we first went our first date and all That's these so couples good. wrote me on instagram like us too that was our first date we never went again <laughs> Um, that's, that's so funny. That's and funny. so we, uh, yeah, we, we dated for about, uh, nine months, got engaged and were married within a year of us. Uh, dating. Yeah, we started dating in February. We got married the following February. Yeah. So um, and now we've been married. Like, like Dale said, we were in our 10th year. Um, and we've got three little ones, five and under. Yep. Awesome. So Guys <clears throat> love that. So I kind of want to just dive in it. Uh, you guys have been through a lot this year mm-hmm. and it's been a really, really tough year. And, you know, maybe give us and our listeners a little bit of context um, on what I mean when I say that. But then I kind of want to just go into uh, these trials. Like what have these trials taught you about each other, about your marriage? Um, yeah. So give us some context about this last year and kind of what's been going on. Yeah. So a couple things, you know, I, I was in the business world and decided to sell my company because I felt like the Lord was calling us into ministry. And uh, I tried selling it on my own. That didn't happen. Uh, I finally gave up trying to sell it on my own. And all of a sudden I get an email from a guy. It says, Hey, can I buy your company? Like, no kidding. <laughs> and, um, this guy buys yeah. my company for exactly what I was trying to sell it for. It was totally not of my strength. And, uh, it was just totally a God thing. And then all of a sudden they get the, like the CEO of probably the largest conservative media outlet in the world write me and he said, Hey Dale, uh, I want to buy your company. I'm like, dude, I just sold the company. This is crazy. And he says to me, um, he says, you know, well, I want to buy it from the guy that you, you sold it to. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, like, okay. I, I connected them and he came back to me and he said, Hey, you know what, Dale, actually I want to buy it only if you come with it. And I thought, all right, this is totally out of left field. God, you just sold the company clearly went into go into ministry. And then I get this giant opportunity and wow. the guy offered me a million dollars a year for a two year contract. Yeah, I and I'm going. That. This I remember this that. Yeah, it was a wild like what? <sighs> this is crazy. And it was all the people that I kind of wanted to be a part of for many years. Yeah, and the I was crew, like in the circle. Yeah, I was like invited to the cool kid table, and yeah. I paced around my room and my house, and I was talking to Veronica, and I was like, God, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do here, dude? Stressful. And so stressful. And they, ha- they had a ticket spot for me to come down to LA and spend some time. Anyways, I flip open my Bible in the middle of this prayer and I slam my finger down ask- after asking God for a-, a word. And I put my finger on a verse in first Corinthians that says, you are already full. You are already rich. Wow. And I just like lost it. I was like, okay, this is it, Lord. Like you want me to just turn this opportunity down and go into ministry. So a couple weeks later, we go into ministry uh, January, 2017, 18. Yeah. January, 2018. Mm-hmm. We go into full-time ministry. We start a, uh, apologetics program at our house and all of a sudden, boom, the same week we go into ministry, all of a sudden illness just comes into our house and we just have so many different things hit us. We had a flu for 21 days. We had, um, RSV, 
uh, which is a, a respiratory illness for kids. We had several, you know, colds and coughs, stomach flus. My Dude. son, Honor, was diagnosed with asthma. I got skin cancer. My wife um, uh, got bit by a tick and got uh, Lyme disease and Babesia and Bartonella. Our son almost drowned in a pool. We had a miscarriage. I had kidney stones. Uh, the kids started choking on food. Um, I got gastritis. Veronica had all these out, uh, these flare-ups. I mean, it was just Dude. nuts. With hearing you list yeah, that like out through the ringer, I mean um, that's not yeah, that's not even half. That's like, yeah, the okay, list goes okay, on. Okay, keep going. But I mean Holy that's just smokes. a sample of what we went through just just this last year. Just this last and year, even yeah. you know even before that, our daughter had to have surgery, and Dale's mom passed yep. away, and Dale cut his yep. leg up with a chainsaw, and just like yeah, just, yeah. just been a crazy last couple of years. Oh my gosh! Yeah. yeah. So this this um, the trials were heavy, and in the middle of all this, we planted a church. And we were running ministry and we started our podcast, which is called Real Christianity. And yeah. um, and so it was so fascinating because the weakest we've ever been is the the ministry was the strongest it had ever been. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And so we, we had so much growth in ministry in our weakness. Mm-hmm. It was exactly the opposite story that I would write if I could write it. Yeah. yeah. Or, or wow. that would make sense. Yeah. You know, exactly. like it's the exact opposite of what would make sense. So it was just a big lesson um, of a variety of things. And, you know, I know we're going to talk about, yeah, how did it affect our marriage? And, yeah. and so there's just so much, that, but that gives you the context of, man, we've just been under it yeah. uh, for a yeah. long time. Yeah. And I mean, you're wow. still under it. Still under right? it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it I mean, seems this is as all... though things have eased up a bit, but it's it's unfortunate with this last year. It's like we're afraid to schedule anything or like I wanted to sign yeah. the kids up for mm-hmm. swimming lessons. And I was like, well, I really don't know what life's going to look like in, you know, three, four weeks from now. So I'm not going to sign them up yet because who knows what's going to be happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yesterday, wow, yeah. yesterday was probably the first day in almost a year that I had a full day. Like where wow. where I like operated you as I did, full, yeah, full day. you know, a year and a half ago. Wow, so like that's dude. how recent it is in terms of just, you know, feeling feeling so, a little bit better. Well, praise the Lord for that. Yeah, praise the Lord for that. <laughs> Amen. Um, so as you're kind of, you know, peeling back the fabric, seeing the light through the at the end of the tunnel, you know, what's, you know, looking back, what do you think, uh, what's kind of the big lesson that you think you, you guys have been wrestling with through all this? What has the Lord been trying to teach you before we get into marriage stuff? Just curious. Man, I mean, it's a I mean, big it sounds question. Like a, a, it sounds like a humbling. I mean, I mean, that's definitely a part of it for sure. Yeah, the, just I, I'll give you just kind of my my thoughts, and you know, I don't want to talk too much so Veronica get some time to talk, but yeah. um, I learned that we we can't control what happens to us, but we can control what happens in us. Mm-hmm. And I realized that we had conditional joy and peace. Mm-hmm. If you know, so the the question is, if we can only have joy and peace in certain circumstances, we're always going to be at the will of potential reality. Yeah. Yes. So good. And, yeah. And how do we have an unshakable joy and an, like an unshakable peace that the mm-hmm. scriptures talk about? Like, how do we get to the place where Paul lives? Like, regardless of where Paul is, whether he's sitting with brothers mm-hmm. and sisters and at a dinner in Corinth, or his back is ribbon to open at the bottom of a prison floor in Rome. Mm. he's singing hymns to the Lord. And wow, so yeah. like uh, the thing is, is I actually remember 
you know, when I was going through the sickness and like a lot of unanswered questions and trying to figure out what was going on, I remember thinking about the vast difference between the singing of the song, Good, Good Father, we're singing at church. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the difference between singing that song at church on Sunday and singing that song in a hospital room on your hospice bed days from dying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, wow. There's a difference there to be able to say, good, yeah. good father in the midst that's, of death. Yeah. That's and, unconditional joy. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and so you, you get to a point where you really start to evaluate if the scriptures that you say you believe are actually true. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, you know, you start to look at like, okay, do I really believe these things? Like, you know, and you actually have to make this faith very real. Totally. And y- you start looking at the alternatives. Like you just go like, well, what is the alternative? And you start to understand what Peter said to Jesus in John 8. He says like, Lord, to whom shall we go? You, you have the words hmm. of eternal life and we've come to believe that you're the Christ, the son of the living God. Hmm. Like, yeah. ha- <laughs> he's like, where else are we going to go? And, hmm. and you get to that same spot. You just go, well, there's nowhere else to go. Like, but just straight to the, to the arms of Christ. And, and so there was a journey there. We, we came to a solution of, I think the Lord brought us, I mean, man, I cried. Like, I feel like I cried like 50 times last year um, <laughs> yeah. and just wow. growing. But I, I think the, the main solution that came out of the whole thing for us is, is this idea of abiding in the word and abiding in Christ and resting in Christ. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that's, these scriptures that you hear, Jeremy, like God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of power and sound mind, love it and sound yeah. mind, you know, rejoice in the Lord always be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, you know, uh, count it all joy when you fall into various yeah, trials. Yeah. You know, when I'm weak, then I'm strong. These scriptures are really easy to preach and to talk. Yeah. Oh about. yeah. 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 Yeah they're incredibly difficult to actually abide in. Mm-hmm. Especially when you're in a season of suffering and trials. Yeah. So the I trick remember, of, oh yeah. It's the, consider it all joy, brothers, when you face many trials, like that mm-hmm. scripture forever, ever since, I mean, you guys have been through the ringer, but just even from my short past of being really sick in college and all that, like that scripture was so hard for me to swallow. Mm-hmm. Whereas like, you know, r- being raised in the church, like always, oh yeah, yes and amen to it, you know, my whole life. But then when like really I was in like one of the darkest times of my life. When it was tested. Yeah, it's just, mm-hmm. you know, count it all joy. I mean, that's hard when you're going through some of the things that you guys listed out. <laughs> yeah, and, and I don't think that, you know, we when we get here, you have to realize that James isn't saying just be joyful in crappy times. Yeah. He's saying actually count them joy because the gospel is true and the the joy that overflows from the gospel is so much overflow that it'll cover anything else yep yeah and and so So you can be joyful in anything regardless of the circumstances because the gospel is true and Mm -hmm. and so that piece among this idea of like abiding in the word like really where it says be anxious for nothing how many things do we get to be anxious for (laughs) nothing Yeah. And so you just go, oh, I'm actually going to abide in that. I'm not going to worry. I'm not going to be anxious. And so this idea of abiding and resting in God's promises was, I think, the real big lesson of going, man, like I'm actually going to really abide and I'm really going to rest. I'm really going to sit in yeah. these words wow. of truth. <clears throat> well, that's a fantastic answer. And, and that was actually, Audrey, that was... That was your, abide was my word yeah, for that was 2019, your word for <laughs> which is like so, you know, just we've had the craziest year ever in a very different way, but just abide is so counter to like the life that, you know, on paper 
we look like we're living, <laughs> like just the busyness and the crazy and the travel and the the projects and the workload. Like I felt like the Lord at the beginning of the year was just like, you know, you're going to have a crazy year. And this is the reminder that you need more than anything is mm, like abide. time with me is the most important thing and abiding in me doing nothing and just being outside of your accomplishments and the things that you think that you're doing, like yeah. just literally being nothing, but just coming to like the feet of Jesus. And so, so I love that especially resonates with me on a personal level, but yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm curious to, for you guys, like just how, you know, obviously like Veronica Dale with your health stuff, you had lots of health stuff, but like Veronica just with miscarriage and limes and fighting that while also having three little kids wow. to take care of and Ooh, be wild. strong for, and then also wanting to have a healthy marriage. <laughs> like, how do you guys... How did you navigate that? How do you guys serve each other well through those times of hardship? Because I feel like that, you know, just... I or, feel like you guys have kind of had you? to be in this serving mode of each other, like taking care of each other. You guys have just been taking care of each other, mm -hmm. right? I mean, it, it yeah. seems like from the outside looking in that like you've really got to practice serving each other. And so... I'm curious if that's been something for you guys. Like, are there little ways that you've learned to serve each other? Like just little simple things that you've learned to do that, you know, amidst all this hardship, um, like ways that you've learned to serve each other or how has servanthood played out in your marriage? So, yeah, I would say naturally in my flesh, I'm not like um, a woman that is naturally super nurturing or... Hmm. Um, I, I'm just not that way, um, but that is a part of what I'm called to do. And so when I have three little children and they see that dad is not feeling well and he is in bed, um, the main thing that I try and remind myself is to step out of myself, <laughs> to look mm -hmm. at the bigger picture and realize that I am uh, displaying and showing my children how to react and serve yeah. in circumstances that are not ideal. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, it, when you're under trials and stress and um, pain and suffering, whatever it is, um, you really, your, your true character really comes out in those moments. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it's actually in certain moments highlighted, wow, I really need to grow here. I really need to step up my game. What am I teaching my children right now um, when I am speaking this way or treating Dale this way? And it's making me, you know, constantly going back to the word and going back to praying and reminding myself that I'm discipling my children. Yeah. And yeah. so that has been a huge motivator for me to walk in the spirit. Um, and not fulfill the desires of my flesh and, and honor mm -hmm. my husband and serve my husband when he's not feeling well. And, and the same has been the opposite, I'm sure, for Dale, where when I'm sick and I'm in bed, Dale is way better at caring and nurturing me. Um, and it's been really um, a testament of his faithfulness towards me and to the, towards the yeah. Lord. And, um, you know, it's, I have a husband who loves me like he loves his own body, as it says in Ephesians 5, 28. Um, you know, when I found out that I have Lyme disease, uh, several months ago, I was just, I was emotional about it. Obviously I was upset, but I, I was almost like afraid to research because mm. it was 
I knew it would just scare me more. Yeah. Where Dale just went into total like doctor mode. I'm going to care for you. I'm going to learn <laughs> everything I possibly can about Lyme disease. And he has taken so much better care of me than I've taken care of myself. That's I can take amazing. care of my people, but I'm not as good at taking care of myself. And so he's really stepped up in that way. I mean, you've always been that way. I don't want to say stepped up, but you, um, mm. you really did just take that on. Well, yeah. That's wow, that's beautiful. Yeah. Hey, friends, taking a quick break from this episode to tell you guys about something that Jeremy and I don't talk too much about, but is actually a huge part of our lives. And that is Young Living and Essential Oils. And I have been using essential oils and just healthy, non-toxic products for about four years now, but really dove into it when I got pregnant with Ember and actually started dabbling in the business side of Young Living as well. And it's just been such a blessing to our family, obviously these products to our health and wellness, but also um, the financial aspect of the business side of Young Living has been such a financial blessing, not only to our family, but to thousands of families that are on our teams. And so um, it's just been such a cool thing to be able to be a part of, and I'm so grateful for it. So if it's something that you are interested in, whether it be the product side of Young Living or the business side of Young Living, you can check out my Instagram account. It's called More Than Oils. You can DM me over there if you got any questions. Um, I would love to connect with you and tell you more about this opportunity as well as just about these products and how they can benefit your life. Um, speaking of like you know, stepping up or always been that way. I feel like not everyone would um, react, I guess, the way you guys have been. I know you guys are learning a lot and you've, you're looking at it kind of from a, you know, hindsight perspective now. I know you're still in some trials, but you've definitely learned a lot through these, but <clears throat> not everyone would have reacted that way, right? Yeah. Um, or, or pressed in the way you guys pressed in with like biblical direction, wisdom, and inspiration or just Let's, been aware of like, like Veronica, aware. you being aware of the fact that like what I'm doing right now is affecting how my kids totally. are going to, you know, just. So that's an interesting segue to something that we have a personal experience with. We know has been huge for you guys. And I believe will be very, very helpful for anyone listening. And that is the role of, well, first of all, home church in general, but just the role of mentorship, uh, you know, people's, community, people being around you, surrounding you, and ultimately iron sharpening iron as we all press into discipleship of Jesus. So like, how's that looked for you guys? How have you been prepared? If someone were to prepare themselves for trials, how might they do that? Yeah, Yeah, I'll start and then I'll pass it off to Veronica. Um, I think, you know, um, building a biblical foundation is what really kept us from drowning in this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, you know, any couple can weather smooth seas, but it's only skilled sailors who are not swallowed up in the storms. Mm-hmm. And, and you don't want to learn how to navigate a storm in a storm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Like yeah. you don't want to learn. Unless there. you are Jesus. Right. <laughs> right exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and so we, you know, we spent a lot of time establishing um, uh, by, by the Lord's grace establishing, I think, firm biblical understanding of our roles, uh, being mature. We, we did actually not know a lot about suffering until we were in it. I feel like now we know a lot of, I've read several books on suffering now. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And I would actually say that we have, I mean, in our, we've, you know, in our nine and a half years of being married, we actually have walked through a lot of trials, even not, you know, outside of just this last year and a half. Um, we've lost companies and yeah, had, for you know, sure. Dale's mom passed away and things like that. And so um, I feel like those were like um, prefaces or I don't know what the sure. word is. Um, training. But yeah, training grounds, boot camp mm-hmm. for the real trials of mm-hmm. what we've been facing. And who knows, even this season that we're walking through is preparing us for something more in the future. Um, yeah. But we had walked and had experiences uh before walking through trials Mm -hmm. and um you know having our faith really be put to the test this last year has been um really good for us yeah and i think jeremy one thing that i want to add to this and what veronica's pointing here is that you know god never intended us his church to be alone i mean the expression is that we are unified as a body um Proverbs 18.1 says that a man who isolates himself seeks his own desire. He rages against all wise judgment. And so isolation, um, which is pretty much, you know, many Christians, while they might think that they're in community, are actually mm-hmm. quite isolated mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. because we've turned, you know, the the church is, is turned into, instead of participatory um, Christianity, it's really yeah. audience Christianity. Yeah. And so they, they show up, they watch a sermon. It's very consumer centric, not contributor centric. And so they've been trained to, to just consume. Well, they realize the bankruptcy of, the, of that because eventually they go, wow, I've got lots of information, but I don't have any relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or and I've been they, going to church for 12 years and still can't teach. Exactly. Not that everyone's exactly. a teacher, so there's but all I still these, don't these know layers my Bible. Of this. Yeah. But they end up going home is what happens. They end up going home. They stop coming. Uh, they only come to church if it's convenient. If, you know, everybody got eight hours of sleep and no one's sick, like we'll be there. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah. they, they, they stop coming because they realize like the only value that you get there is the information. And they go, well, I'm just going to listen to the simulcast or the podcast. And you become isolated. And, you know, we have to remember that Satan is a patient incrementalist and he's all yes. about the slow fade. Mm-hmm. And so That's good. he'll pull you out of the church and then all of a sudden you're disconnected. And just like a wolf separates the weak link, you know, from the back is that you start falling away. And, and I always talk about this is like the leaning tower of Pisa. It's like you fall 0.65 centimeters per year. And he doesn't care if you fall when you're 30 or when you're 80, as long as you fall. Mm. And so... I think that's what's happening with a lot of these people. They become isolated and isolated. And for us, we've just had so much rich biblical community and relationships. I mean, babe, how many people came and served us for the last year? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I can't count. Like, I mean, and several people repeatedly bringing us meals like or buying and us a humidifier mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Chopping wood for us, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. And thankfully, so, we had that community before these trials yep. hit mm-hmm. so that way when exactly. they did come so that's they the were preparing. already they were ready yeah. to step in and we've right. been able to be there for them in their trials too um at times yeah. as well yeah. totally yeah and it's it's cool to hear you say that because i mean we we were a part of that community for three years you know yeah, yeah. um mm-hmm. and we miss it something something terrible um so that that's really cool to hear so so know your bible yeah. just kind of the first thing, right? Like biblical, like if trials are going to, are going to come, um, yeah, you have to have time before, yeah, they, you before have they to come have the because right pers- it says when you face trials, not if right. you face trials. Yeah. 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 Right. Like when you go through the storm, it says mm-hmm. scripture tells us like it's Ex- going to happen. So mm-hmm. yeah. find the community before. And because I feel like you guys have a really healthy perspective and you have to have a healthy pr- perspective. So you grow in the right direction, mm-hmm. you know? 
Yeah, um, I mean, we learned we learned like our marriage actually did really well. Like look, looking through this, I thought, man, if we didn't have the truth of God written on our hearts deeply, mm-hmm. and we didn't have community that was one in, one inch wide and ten feet deep, yeah, you know, this small, intimate, deeply connected community. If we didn't have those things, um, we probably would have fell apart. I mean, we actually thought like yeah. prior to these these uh, these trials, we would maybe fight like once a year. Hmm. You know, we get in a tiff, you know, once a year. Uh, we had a few more in these sets of trials because of the circumstances, um, but we generally were just pretty good. I mean, even in the midst of us being down, we were we weren't fighting. We were, were working through it and. Yeah, mm-hmm. this has probably been the the you know twenty eighteen has probably been the hardest year on our marriage, um, and and yeah, because we had that strong foundation, it didn't rock us. It was mm-hmm. just like okay, like this is really hard. We're gonna get through this. We're here together. How can I help you? Um, yeah. and vice versa. Where if this would have happened in year one or two, it would have been oh, way detrimental way harder to our marriage um, yeah. because we we didn't have that solid foundation. We were believers, but we were not mature biblically. I I got to the point, guys, um, and I don't know if Veronica did, but I got to the point where the trials started to go away and I I was starting to see the real value of the work that the Lord was doing in me through the trials Mm -hmm. and was okay if I had to walk further. Wow. Um, and, and that was the point of like, really, I feel like the Lord going, you know, there's that quote that, that is in our community that you guys have heard, uh, God has more to do in you than through you. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And, and I, I really started like, who would have thought that pain and suffering would bring new levels of freedom? Right. And And that's like true surrender that you just like, okay, Lord, you know. Well, that's so, that's such a God thing. That's, that's keep so going. God's way. <laughs> yeah. It is like to, to, I was literally going, okay, like I actually see I've become a better man and Veronica's yeah. become a better woman. Now, like the last thing God wants for us is like, keep throwing the trials at us, you know, enemy, like we're ready for them, you know, like that's no, not what yeah, we want. for sure. Not yeah. the posture that he wants, but I could understand of going, mm-hmm. Lord, these things are making me more like you. That's good. So, that's so good. And how would someone go about, um, you know, if these are the two things that have helped you guys the most, and you guys have gone through some of the hardest struggles collectively, the, like of anyone we know, how would someone go about finding that or preparing in that way with, you know, knowing their Bible or having the healthy perspective rather and finding community that is maybe an inch wide, mile deep? You know, because that's a hard thing to do, especially in today's world of um, individualism. You know, we worship uh, the ability to do what we want when we want. It seems like everything we do, see, feel, touch, and read is pointing us in the opposite direction. So, how do we? I don't know. That's yeah. Your thoughts on that? The it's really difficult. It's actually the problem that I think we're trying to solve as a couple. Is is relearnchurch.org is really this mission of going. How do, how do we help other people establish what we have here? Mm-hmm. Uh, biblical community. You know, there's over a hundred one another's in scripture in the New Testament. Yep. And, and most Christians never have any of them fulfilled in their life. And um, the first thing I think I would tell people is that only 11% of Christians have read the entire Bible. 
Mm. Yeah, which and is so I just go pretty wild. It's amazing um, that we have the words of life. There's actually a video that I saw Paul Washer post on Twitter, and it showed a, pic, a video of all these um, young adults in China, and this company dropped a box, like a crate of Bibles in the middle of the room and a crowd of like maybe three, 400 Chinese Christians ran at this crate to grab these Bibles, like a, like a, just like a like as if it was their last meal. It was their last meal. Like yeah. boom, and just pull these Bibles out. And I'm like, wow, I have like, you know, three or four Bibles sitting around my house. And yeah, do, do we really have the desire for God's word? Yeah. Is it is it actually like food and drink mm-hmm. to our soul? Mm-hmm. And so I just say you you got to start there and trust that the Holy Spirit will guide you and lead you according to His Word and His ways. Um, Love that. That's a great. Yep. Yeah, that's a great way to phrase that. And then community, you know that. I mean, that is a. I feel like a lifelong journey. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, relationships just, take time, and that's yeah. kind of the point of. That's the point of our the whole first half of our book is just this idea that like, hey, anything worth having doesn't happen overnight, doesn't happen like Instagram. It often doesn't look like Instagram, and but it's a process, you know. And and uh, yeah, so community takes patience for sure. But sometimes you fall into it, and it's and um, you know, it's beautiful. Was there anything that the community did? or said to you guys in the past year that was like just especially impactful? Um, I think I can can think of one, but it wasn't, I mean, it was, it was something small. I don't think it was like anything crazy out of the box, but it just really meant a lot to us. And to me, um, was with our, when we're having our miscarriage, um, I was worried about have still needing to be mom to three little kids. while. I was miscarrying. Um, and so having a friend step in and say, Hey, like, let me just take your kids for the day. Um, so that way you can be in bed and rest and do what your body has to do. And, um, so we sent the boys with grandma and grandpa and our daughter went with a friend of ours and she had, the kids were gone all day. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and it was really nice to not have to worry about that while I was going through this other process. Yeah. yeah. It just meant a lot to me. And there were so many moments of, yeah, truth that the Lord had done. I mean, there's books that were given to us that one yeah. book that was given to us that I read. Um, um, and I started crying three pages in because it just, it, not that it was the greatest book in the world, but it, that it met me exactly where I was at. And I feel like that's what the Lord was doing in that moment. What was the book? Uh, we found the or, um, found the they, sec- they found they, the secret. They found the secret. Yeah, there we go. It's it's it sounds like it could be like a heretical book. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> but it's a book. It's a book actually from the 1950s about 20 um, saints of times past, like 1800s and back, and their their struggles and trials of breaking through into like a real relationship with Christ, and. Um, it's just beautifully written. It's got a slight Pentecostal bent, which is, um, you know, not generally my theology track, but I really appreciated it and enjoyed it. It was what I needed at the time. Yeah. Um, one thing I will say, Jeremy, to that question is that I think that what we've learned about community is there's so much safety in it. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had so many people 
it's so dangerous to be alone. We've had so many couples over the years that you're, you're, you think that you're in community, you're in friendship, you're not in fellowship, but you're in friendship mm-hmm. with these people. And all of a sudden they come up to you and they say, um, guys, we're getting a divorce. And you're like, we had no idea. Yeah. And you're like, like wait, what? You, you revealed how close you really were, which is not close at all. Um, and this happens quite often around the country and uh, especially in the Western church, but we're in a community with people who have permission to be, to hold us accountable to all of our errors. I mean, I don't know if you want to explain, babe, just that there's so many, the, the things over the years we've been corrected in and that we just enjoy those corrections. Yeah, because yeah. it's it's a loving correction. It's not to condemn you and to make you shameful of yourself. It's it's yeah. hey, I love you and you're walking this way and that's against what the scripture says and you know, it's the iron sharpening iron. It's it's um faithful. Spurring, spurring one another on. It's Yeah, faithful are the wounds of faithful are the wounds of a friend. And that you know is by and large a lot of what it means um, it, you know, biblically church, like the definition of church. And that's kind of why I think we're in such a mess right now is because we don't, the environment of church does not provide, sure, there might be small pockets here and there, and some churches are doing it really, really well. But by and large, you know, they're, that type of correction and community is really difficult to achieve. Well, you can't create what you haven't experienced or you haven't seen. We can't sell tickets to a show that we've never been to. Yeah. And so so this is the dilemma is that you know this is why we're actually having people from you know all over the country like move here actually and just be a part of community because they're trying to figure out we want to know what this is. And it, all it is is just biblical church. Or they've tried it where they currently live and just it wasn't working. And they're trying and trying and trying and trying. And they just can't find other believers who are willing to um, mm-hmm. walk this road with them. It is. And yeah. it's, that, that's why like church planting training is critical because, um, you know, you got Paul had church planting training. Jesus didn't just get his 12 disciples together like a month in and say, okay, you go out and do your thing. He walked for three years with these people before yes, yeah, they totally. went out. And so, you know, I think there's a value of just going, if you, you know, if you want to learn something, go, go get trained. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so that's what we're really trying to do is help train people to establish. Yeah, biblical that's a community. lot of what uh, relearn is, right? Yeah, it is. And it's just, yeah. it's a whole thing about, yeah, that and just really, understanding what is real Christianity. Like what does it actually look like when you abide to the word? I mean, it's and, so interesting because you would probably say that you're, would you say that you're the strongest in your faith right now than you, as you ever have been? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And that is at the tail end of biblical mm-hmm. community that often stings very hard, you know, and trials. And it's kind of interesting that like that's, uh, you know, I mean, even Jesus fulfilled what he was supposed to do, you know, through both of those. But um, Paul talked so much about uh, trials and everything in America, going back to like the environment that's being created. America does not create a space where we do any of that. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's so true. And this, this idea of just, I mean, pain and suffering is like alien language Mm -hmm. outside of the specific strikes of, you know, 
um, you know, a, a miscarriage, for example, or mm-hmm. a death or, you know, there's very specific things, but by and large, as like a culture in a country, you know, like we don't suffer for the gospel. We don't need to. Well, we've actually eliminated physical pain with every drug on the possible market. You know, like we, for, we yeah. are totally good at that. I mean, I just want to like Veronica's perspective on, you know, who were we before biblical community and who are we now? in terms of just mm-hmm. the vast difference of what being in real, rich, vibrant, committed community can do to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it yeah. really um, accelerated our growth, that's for sure. Um, yeah. yeah. Us too. Who's, yeah, <laughs> yeah, us too. It accelerated <laughs> our growth. It's um, constantly pointing us back to Scripture. What does Scripture say? You know, pointing us into our biblical roles as husband and wife and um, you know, you fix that in a marriage that fixes a lot of things yeah. alone. Um, yeah. and that's just one area. Um, but your, you know, priorities have shifted. Um, Veronica knows how to be a mother in terms of like you, when you today you have a baby and you like, you're just expected to know what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's <laughs> not so this true. like communal thing where mom passed down to daughter and grandma was around and aunts and friends and cousins like that doesn't exist for most people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, it gives you more reason to not want kids. And so when you're oh, around, yeah. cause like it, this is, isn't this, you know, when we're told to look different than the world, isn't this kind of what that is talking about? Yeah. I mean, the word holy means to be separate. And I always talk about the Israelites. Like God says, mm-hmm. Hey, you Israelites yeah. eat different, yeah. Uh, yeah. Work different, you are different, um, dress different, pray different, like live mm-hmm. different. And you, you just look completely different. Yeah. And and then the New Testament says be holy as I'm holy. <laughs> so it's like mm-hmm. if we don't look super peculiar to the culture, mm-hmm. we have so a problem. And off. ultimately, um right, right now like the church actually looks more like the culture than the culture does look like the church. Mm-hmm. And so Yeah, we're the we ones to, assimilating. Yeah, and, and evangelism is really a reactionary work in the scriptures. Um in terms of like, you know, First Peter uh, chapter 3 talks about always be ready to give an answer for the, uh, for the hope that is in you and meekness and fear. It's yeah. this idea that be ready because you're so holy and so different People that someone's going to come up to you and say, hey, like, yep. what's up with yeah, your life? I love that. It's so mm-hmm. cool. And, and um, uh, how, how did you withstand that trial and not break down? Yeah. Um, there's like a strength. There's a total strength to it. And I mean, is, that's the high priestly prayer, right? John, or John 17? 17, yeah. Yeah, yeah John just, 17. He says, be, be, or no, no, no. No, no you're the, thinking the, about yeah, being uni- unity. unified there. Yeah, the yeah. dinner. Be one but as, again, uh, as unity, I am one. like Same. being one, community, going back to like and, the one another is like all then, of that. Matters. Yeah, then the community going just straight back to the community and then straight through your guys' strength through all these trials. I mean, mm-hmm. it really is. It is, uh, it's the backbone, I think, of our strength. Amen. Yeah, so it's, um, just, it's been a great, a great season of growth, um, a hard season of physical pain. Um, yeah. But I feel, yeah, like and our I think marriage is, this is just through. I think it's really cool to see you, that you guys, and this is really like more of an observation than a, than a question, but just the, that the Lord has given you both trials to walk through different trials, but to walk through and care for each other and serve each other in at the same time. Yeah, that's interesting. So that you both understand, can understand each other's suffering to some extent, that you both were able to like 
empathize with each other in that time. And I'm not saying like, obviously double the suffering is not good, but like just that, you know, I'm thinking back to like, yeah, thinking back to like my, our story, which is very different, but like just with my suffering and being sick, Jeremy could not connect to that or relate to that. And I felt, it felt so hard for me to share it. I didn't want to be a burden or high maintenance or, or, or ask for help. And, but it's kind of beautiful that we've got to see you guys like just serve and love each other through that because you can so understand each other in it. And then at the same time, step into ministry together. Like, because you guys are like before, like you guys were kind of just, you know, doing separate things. Dale was doing the, all the business stuff, Veronica rocking the mom thing. And then now like, it's almost like the Lord is like bringing you guys together more and more in hard things and in beautiful growing good things in starting a church together, in starting a ministry and a podcast together, in in the trials, in parenthood. Yeah. You know, it's just cool to see you guys. Like, I feel like the Lord is just like bringing you more together. <laughs> I'm so cheesy. No, but, that's like, amazing. You know. Thank you. Um, yeah, it's interesting too because yeah, we are you know simultaneously going through these trials at the same time. Uh, you know, seasons season wise, but we actually haven't had a day where you were down and I was down at the same time. So I've been like, oh, I'm better. I can take care of you on the day that Dale doesn't feel good. And then the next day, I I all of a sudden don't feel good and he's feeling great. It has been really interesting the way it's worked out. It's definitely Mm -hmm. been a blessing. Well, praise the Lord Lord for for that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, I wanted to ask you guys a question about how you're protecting your marriage, uh, but it's probably community. (laughs) (laughs) And the virus. Isn't there a lot of protection found in but are there any are there any things that you guys like, you know, we talk a lot about just in general rhythms and boundaries and so, things. L- l- are there I, any like unique rhythms or boundaries or things that yeah. you guys have for your marriage that are protection me- measures for um, your marriage? Yeah, I mean, so obviously community is a huge huge one for us. Um yes. some, you know, practical ones is we do a family Bible time every single day. We do that with our kids. Um, I'm present. Dad leads that out. We do that every day as a family. Um, and then another, you know, easy practical one that we do is we've just made the decision to never be alone with the opposite sex. Mm. Um, Love that one. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's super easy, simple. Um, yeah. And so we've chosen, do you have anything? Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, I think that just we are always on guard. There's people that are have sh- much stronger marriages than us that know the word more than us that have fallen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yep. so you got to remember We're never that, immune. Yeah, you're never immune. And so and, we and we put yeah. up all these these boundaries to protect each other. We're also mm-hmm. we're also very open and honest with each other. Um even if there was like zero temptation on my side or anything, I'll tell Dale like, "Hey, this guy was flirting with me and he <laughs> at this mm-hmm. store and just letting you know like yeah, yeah overly honest. It's just, yeah, I'm, we're like super honest. open about that kind of stuff. Um, and there was something else that I wanted to say, but I forgot. Go ahead. Yeah, so I, I just think that, yeah, just being really proactive. And, put, and I th- again, I think this is the man's role here to lead this out, to model it, um, of just showing, you know, being on guard all the time. Because, yeah, the enemy's out there and mm-hmm. it's Growling a slow around. fade. Yeah, it's a slow fade. And it's, it's, you know, yeah. you know, people don't fall in a day. They yeah. fall over long periods of time. And that's why it's all about leadership in the, in, as the husband can lead his family uh, mm-hmm. closer to the cross. 
Yes. And falling is never necess- is rarely the result of a single direct choice. It's always the result of many indirect choices. <laughs> exactly. Right? exactly. It's like it's that buildup. So um, I like the idea of being overly honest. And we have the we have the same rule with of like, you know, sure, like there's work things where you got to hang out with someone with opposite sex or whatever. But as far as like a repetitive, habitual, yep. you know, thing. You're not going to um, have a, a running partner that's just of the opposite sex and every every day exactly. or every couple yeah, times a day yeah, you're going yeah. and running with this person. You know, yeah. yeah. There's so but, many things that you got to be careful with on those, yeah. And then mm-hmm. just, just to bring back to the what we've been, I know we're running out of time here, but just to bring it back to the conversation that we have been having, community would call you out on that, right? Oh, yeah. Like if oh, someone yeah, started... For sure. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you guys have so much safety there. I mean, we do too. We have a, we have, well, first we have you guys, right? Cause we spent three years and we, we call you guys family still, but, um, you know, even here in Portland, three hours away, we've got a, a group of people that we're, we're building a close, nice, uh, you know, beautiful relationship with, and they would call us out if they saw or noticed mm-hmm. anything just off in a they, loving approach and they have yeah. full permission to do that. Yeah. Right. Well, and how like, loving is that? The thing is it's not yeah. loving to let people continue in things that are going to destroy them. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so it, that's the thing is that you go, your silence is unloving. If you're seeing me walk in sin and you're not willing to correct it because you Amen. don't want to have an awkward conversation. Yeah. I just go, brother, come up and say it. And you know what? Correcting and confronting stuff, dude, conflict's difficult. It is. <laughs> There's nothing yeah. fun about it. But it's Not for us Enneagram 8s, Dale. But nothing, <laughs> right, yeah, right, yeah. Me and Audrey will come correct you. No. Yeah. <laughs> but nothing worth having is at the end of, you know, an easy ride. So. Yeah. No, that's um, Well, guys, thanks for sharing your story with us. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for being just, so transparent about your struggles, yeah. too. And I know there's a lot um, of people listening that are going through similar hard trials, whether it's miscarriages or sickness or yeah. health issues with kiddos and well, just hey, to know, feel seen and heard is encouraging. So yeah, we're happy to share. It's not our story. It's the Lord's story. So he yeah. can yes. use it however he wants to. And we're happy to share it. Yeah. Yes. Thanks it's, for having it's your, us here. Your love letter life. <laughs> Amen. <That's right>. Amen. <laughs> um, it, you, Dale, you're writing a book right now. What else I are you am. guys doing? Or is that a yeah. secret? Yeah, no, it's good. We're good. I, I have a book. Um, you know, I, I just put a book out a couple of years ago called Save from Success. That yes, was, which if you uh, have not read read that, that's it's a super short, quick read, packed yeah. full. You didn't waste any space in that book. <laughs> no, that book is just really intense about measuring the distance between the gap between I'm Christian and I believe in the Bible and then look at my life. Actually, it's very different. And so it's yeah. closing the gap of that and my story about being saved from America's version of success. It, it's um, but like I'm 100 working, pages. Yeah, yeah. It's super short. It's really yeah. easy. It's it's bold. Um, yeah, saved the, from success. Um, the, the book and, that I'm working on now that comes out in a couple, probably about two months from now, um, it's called Real Christianity, uh, How to Be Bold for Christ in a Culture of Darkness. And this is, again, just going, measuring like what we have kind of, claimed the Christian faith is against scripture going like, do you really follow Jesus according to what scripture says? Because man, I think, I think a lot of us have been sold into a gospel and sold into an understanding of Christianity that actually has very little to do with the Bible. Mm. And, and so, um, I, I really tackle that idea that the gap again between cultural Christianity and biblical Christianity. And, uh, so we're excited for that. We, um, uh, that and uh, you know we do our weekly podcast, uh, which is just real Christianity, 
And we get a lot of time to kind of vent about these trials and talk about them yeah. and discuss the lessons. And, and that's really what we're doing as a ministry. And it's just a lot of teaching, a lot of writing. Yeah. Which, awesome. uh, which your guys' podcast is awesome. And if anyone's looking for some real good in-depth conversations, uh, on some really tough topics that are really well thought out. You guys have, you guys really think those out. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank you. It, um, in a really good way. So, uh, real Christianity. Yeah, that's it. You guys have a great podcast. Thank you. Uh, where else can we find you? Instagram is probably our main jam. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like oh. everything else is like who knows what's going to happen uh, with yeah. <laughs> with Facebook. And, I'm never on. <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh, yeah. But Instagram's our main jam, and and yeah, you know, it's just at Dale Partridge and at Veronica, at Veronica I Partridge. Our, yeah, she used to have her name, but then she deleted her Instagram years ago and never got mm. it back. Never got it back. Oh my gosh, are you serious? That's yeah. true. Yeah. What? So, but yeah, Crazy. we're there. We we post there. Veronica's really good awesome. at Instagram stories. They're really funny. I hardly ever post yeah. photos, but I post a lot of stories. So I yeah, know. that's a, all the that's stories weird. of the kids. If the feed's kind of getting a little a little uh, lethargic <laughs> now. I feel. Yeah. Right. I know. <laughs> So. Cool. Good. Well, okay, you guys, well, love yeah, you guys. It, it was a pleasure talking with you. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having us. See ya. Awesome. All right, guys. All right. Oh, something in my throat there. Start over. <laughs> no, we're not going to start over. We got to keep cranking. <laughs> All okay. right, Dale and Veronica. Um, <laughs> now you don't know what to say. <laughs> No, leave it. Don't start over. I can't now. Now, we, now we're committed. Okay. Um, so Dale and Veronica, lots of amazing things to say, full of wisdom, both of them. And uh, I just appreciate them a lot. I think uh, I think they, they're they very committed and they offer mm-hmm. a lot of great, healthy perspective. Mm-hmm. And um, they're really just on fire and in pursuit. So, And I think uh, Jerry and I get a lot of questions all the time from you guys about house church and what that looked like and community. And we talk about our community in Ben and our community here all the time. And people are like, how do you find that? And just what does that look like? And we kind of dive into that a little bit in this episode, but we want to maybe have Dale and Veronica back on to unpack that a little bit more too, just because I know a lot of you have been interested in that. Um, you know, maybe for later this year, since we're mm-hmm. trying to focus more on marriage and relationships in this season of the podcast. But yeah, but um, if you follow Relearn Church, you know, on the socials or whatever, or the website, um, yeah, you can get a lot of that content there. Uh, so that's all for that's today. all for today. All right. Well, we will talk to you guys in a couple days. As always, if you share the podcast on uh, your Instagram stories, tag me. Audrey and behind the scenes podcast. We buy five of you coffee every single week. Um, and if you've been a long time listener, you've been listening from the beginning or you just started listening and you're binge listening. Um, please take a second to just, if you never have go hit the five stars review on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast or leave a review, just yep. leave a review. Um, and let us know what you think about the podcast, how it's helped you, encouraged you, challenged you, um, what you loved about it. Just let us know. It's super, super helpful for us. It helps us get better guests on the show, which then in turn helps you. So take a second to leave a review if you never have, especially if you're a longtime listener. Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you in a couple days. Bye. Bye.